Welcome to Reclaim Your Health, the show for women who are committed to improving their health on the physical, emotional, and spiritual levels. Here are your hosts, Dr. Rachel Haviland and Genevieve Khan. Welcome to another episode of Reclaim Your Health. I'm Dr. Rachel Haviland. And I'm Genevieve Khan. And today we are going to have Carolyn McGee. And we're going to be talking about using intuition to support empowered decision-making. That's going to be a really awesome episode. Really excited about that. Now, Carolyn is a master intuitive teacher, coach, and healer. And she's known as the angel, animal, and intuition oracle. She has taught thousands of professional, corporate, and entrepreneurial women to trust themselves to their divine intuition so they can show up in their full power in business and in life. With a background of 20 plus years in high tech, Carolyn knows firsthand the importance of living from a blend of her masculine and feminine energies. Carolyn shares her experience as a frequent contributor to Aspire magazine and as an expert instructor for Inspired Living University. She has co-authored seven best-selling books, is a popular TV co-host and sought-after speaker and blogger. Welcome, Carolyn. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you both. It's wonderful that you're here. And this is such an exciting topic because as women, we tend to struggle with trusting ourselves and trusting our intuition. And I know that uh, intuition is something that you believe very strongly in and you believe that we all have it. In fact, you call it your superpower, which means it can be our superpower too, which I love. Um, so let's start off with what is intuition? How do you define intuition? And if somebody says, nope, I don't agree, I don't have any intuition at all, what would you say to them? Those are great questions. So intuition is our body's resonance with energy. Everything that surrounds us is made of energy. Everything has a unique vibration. And so intuition is the way we pick up on all of the energy that is available around it, around us. I um, call it our own personal GPS. It is really, truly a guidance system. Um, and I also believe that it's like a muscle. The more you practice it, the more you acknowledge it, then the, the more you're going to feel it and understand it and be able to follow it. Uh, as to your other question, yes, everybody has intuition. It is a gift that everybody has. And some people, like you mentioned earlier, were conditioned out of it. Um, and other people just haven't had the opportunity to get validation that what they're receiving is accurate. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely fascinating. And, and yeah, very good summary there. Now, before we go any further... Let me ask you the big question of, you started off with a background in engineering. How did you get from that to this? <laughs> that is a great question too. Uh, so growing up, um, I had a, I almost drowned when I was 10. And during that time frame, I completely shut down. It was a major trauma. And I forgot how connected I was. I forgot how connected I was to the animals, to nature. To, to my own intuition, uh, to the divine. And it took me many years after that before I started following my own path, what my heart wanted me to do. I was also highly logical and analytical, um, went through and I excelled at it. I mean, I'm really blessed to have that capability. So 
you know, I wanted to help people. I wanted to go to college for, to be a social worker. I was, my family convinced me not to, because that's not your area. You'll never make any money. You come up with a million excuses. So I went to school to be an engineer because, you know, one extreme to the other, why not? And, uh, but I realized that I continued my path all the way through of helping people, being of service. And I also realized when I was working that I could read the energy in a room. I didn't necessarily know why, (laughs) but I could do it. And it became very clear that during negotiations, I knew when somebody was really done or if they had room to, to continue to negotiate. I could read a engineering layout and maybe not say what's wrong with it, but I knew something was wrong in this part of it. And with that understanding, I started trusting my intuition again. And then when I got out of high tech, just really tapped into and got mentors because we all need that outside support to, to get validation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a fascinating journey you went through. Absolutely. It really is fascinating. And it's, it's funny how we are conditioned in certain ways when we're growing up, especially, and what we take on. So when you had that trauma of almost drowning, it, it's, I can see how that part of you kind of shut down. You know, it's, yes. Um, and, you know, I was um, told that I was wrong, which, you know, as a 10-year-old kid, uh, you don't make the best choices sometimes. So <laughs> even as adults, even as adults, we don't. <laughs> Right. So, you know, to have the trauma of almost dying and then, uh, you know, be blamed for it, it, it just layered things on. And, you know, there was um, a lot of chaos in my family growing up too. So you know, I excelled as a smart kid. That's the way I got the attention that I needed. Uh, so I followed kind of the path of least resistance to find a way that I could be happy. For those of us who haven't been through a traumatic event like that, and I can only imagine, you know, what what damage that did, how else does society condition us to kind of shut this down, this side of us? Well, you know, we've got all kinds of rules and regulations and and laws. Now, laws are necessary (laughs) to, you know, to keep the peace. But, you know, if you look at some of the the ways we teach our children in school, it's not, it's color inside the lines. It's not be creative. You know, you don't follow your own path. You don't, you know, every, you have to pick, you know, a squirrel is either red or brown. You don't draw a purple squirrel. You know, there's, so that creativity piece, that intuitive piece, that follow our own heart piece is taught out of us. And we learn to excel by getting good grades in school, by following the rules, by being a helper you know, or whatever it is. And, you know, the same thing with organized religion, you know, I'm Catholic by background, and I'm I'm still active with it. So um, there's pieces of it that are very strong for me. But there's also pieces of it that don't allow us to follow our hearts, you've got to follow the rules, you are bad if you don't. And that's where we lose our intuition. And then there's family paradigms. Everybody's family has ways of interacting. You know, I was a smart kid. My, my sister was the creative one. And, you know, we both are smart. <laughs> we both are creative. But we were encouraged to fit in a lane that 
everybody could work with. And it, it, I think it minimizes our ability to adapt and it, it minimizes our ability to tap into that divine guidance in our own intuition. Mm-hmm, absolutely. He yeah, had one thing that came to mind then. I just imagined, you know, a young, young child in the, um, in the, in the school classroom, coloring, coloring inside the lines. And then, you know, you can, I can imagine them kind of drawing the aura that they see around the squirrel or whatever. And the teacher's like, no, 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 you can't do that rather than appreciating what it is that they're seeing and, and actually encouraging that side of them to come out. Yeah. And I think, you know, as a society in general, we're getting much more, be- much better at that. You know, there's the Montessori schools, there's other areas where the kids are really encouraged to be creative, but there was a a generation or two where we were encouraged not to be. So I know your focus now is in uh, encouraging people to embrace their intuition. So whether we feel a little bit of intuition, a lot of intuition, where do we start to kind of try and tap into it and, and to build on it? So the best way to do that is to start paying attention to what you see around you. You know, the, our intuition um, is, like I said, it's our body's resonance of divine energy, but we see the energy all around us. And there's four main ways that we're going to see it. We're going to see with our eyes, that's called clairvoyance. We're going to hear something that's clairaudience. We are going to sense something that's clairsentience. And then we're going to know something and that's claircognizance. And it goes around us. It, it's there. So what are you seeing repetitively? What, um, you know, are you dreaming about something and then noticing the same thing out in the world as you're going around your day? It's taking all of those messages. Uh, I work a lot also in the angelic realm. And my angels tell me they send us a million messages a day. A million messages. And some of it is repeating to try and make sure that we really get <laughs> what's going on. If we're even listening in the first place. <laughs> and sometimes we're not. And that's, you know, that's when they come and they give those hard knocks because we're not paying attention and they really need us to. Absolutely. It's, it's a funny thing because we have been trained to shut that out. Yet what's wonderful about adulthood is we get to make that choice. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's uh, that in itself is very empowering. Yeah, it is empowering. And when we don't make that choice, that's, you know, in my experience, when illness comes in, we're not healthy because, you know, I can look back when I was in that engineering um, management position and I was sick. I was you know, using up my own energy. I was burning the candle at both ends. I was doing something that I was really good at, but I didn't love it. It was exhausting to me. And I got, you know, I had problems with my adrenals and I, I actually ended up on medical leave because I was exhausting my body by not following my intuition, by not following my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we can tap into our intuition more by kind of slowing down and listening and paying attention the world that we live in doesn't really lead to that, does it? There are so many distractions. So everything from our phones to TV to social media. Have you seen a difference in some of the comments from your clients in the last few years as to how they're really struggling with it in today's world? Yes. What, we're see- what I'm seeing is that um, 
it's almost as if you have to schedule rather than have everything going all at the same time. You know, I kind of call it the, the divine masculine, divine feminine ebb and flow. You know, the divine feminine is when you're in that creative phase, when you're in the receiving phase. The divine masculine is when you're producing, uh, when you're in that analytical thing. So when you're on your phone, you're really in that divine masculine energy. When you're sitting down to create the content for a class or you're in a, I'm in a coaching mode, that's the divine feminine. And there may be, you know, a little bit of the mix of the energies, but really it all kind of blends in together into our hearts and our souls and how the intuition feels. How do we make that move for us? So scheduling it and noticing what time of day is optimum for me to create. What time of day is optimum for me to actually implement? And, you know, most of the time I try and do like my email content in the morning, late morning, because it's better for me. And then the actual putting it into, you know, my email provider, because that's the tactical piece. That energy is better for me later on in the day. So understanding that uh, and bucketing it. Um, I'm a big Google Calendar girl. I have color-coded calendars for everything, and they're all there. And it's time, you know, I block them off. I have, you know, client time and creative time and implementation time and filing time because I can't stand it. So I have to put it on my calendar. <laughs> I agree that that's a very important point. Um, certainly, the the awareness of how your energy ebbs and flows throughout the day and when you have something that's more challenging to do doing that at your best time and yes i've i found a lot of freedom in actually scheduling pretty much everything i do including you know phone calls with my parents and visits to the gym and everything um at first i was like no 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 i can't possibly schedule everything that's just way too restrictive but um but it actually has provided me so much freedom and allowed me to get so much more done as well um, and just as you said, you know, I find that I'm spending my my best times and my highest energy times on the tasks that really need to get done, and then I can leave some, you know, simpler tasks to to the rest of the time. But um, but one thing, one thought that came up for me was, is there a role for for routines and rituals in in this to encourage and develop your sense of intuition? Yes, absolutely, and I do believe that everybody's energy. Um, either fits into, um, you know, manifesting a certain way. And, you know, the in taking the action is the manifestation piece after we understand what is going on and what our guidance is. So some people work better following a format, having a ritual. Other people work better with just putting the intention out and really focusing on the end game. So it's understanding your own energy uh, to to uh, to really be able to do that now, uh, it's counterintuitive me being so logical and analytical that I do better focusing on the end game and not having that process. I actually have a much higher um, success rate when I am just focusing on the big picture because I'm more of a visionary energy. So it's starting to understand uh, your own energy and what works for you. And I always suggest working with somebody who has experience to help you understand your energy and, 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 and get that outside validation. Um, I think everybody in the world should have a coach. I, 
I, I, I agree. Absolutely. <laughs> if, 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 we, if we want to improve things, definitely. <laughs> yeah, somebody to, to help us see, not only see the best in ourselves, but see the best path forward. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it's really key. Before I had coaching, um, you know, I, I just wasn't able to get to where I wanted to go, um, especially business-wise. But there have been times where I've needed, um, you know, things like counseling or therapy that can be very helpful as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's important for them to be able to hold the space for you and the vision for you to move forward and to grow. Because if you start talking to your friends and family about this, then they might just look at you like you've gone a little crazy. (laughs) Absolutely. Because they don't understand it either. And it's not something that they're working on in their lives. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's the hand up and it's, you know, almost like a mirror when you, you know, you work, you're talking to somebody and, you know, you, a lot of us have friends that are in that category that are really wonderful for accountability and things like that. But there's nothing like working with somebody who's a step ahead of you to help you really see where you're getting stuck. Because sometimes, you know, intuitively we might feel it, but we, our brains can't connect the how to get past it. If I operate only from my headspace where, you know, where my monkey mind is, my intuition doesn't kick in. But when I operate from my heart yeah. space, it does kick in much better. Well, the heart is actually our most intuitive muscle. It always tells the truth. Now, we can get our brain in the way of it, <laughs> but our hearts will always tell us the truth. One of the little tips that I love to give is if you imagine, you know, something that you love and the energy that feel that you feel in your heart. Usually it's expansive. It feels bigger. It feels warm, loving. That's a good for you. That's a yes. And then you imagine something that doesn't feel good and your heart's going to contract. You may feel your shoulders pulling forward and that's a no. So there you go. You've got validation on your intuition using your heart. Now, talking of things that we love, you also work with animals as well, who are, who are extremely intuitive. Tell us more about that. Yes, I, um, as a child, always um, would talk out both sides of the conversation with the animals. Uh, and, you know, that unfortunately was a gift that I did lose for a period of time. But after I left high tech uh, in 2006, I started a dog walking company. And I started doing the same thing again, having the two-sided conversation when I was out cleaning a litter box, going on a dog walk. And I realized because I had opened myself up again that the thoughts coming into me were not mine, that I could actually hear and translate and understand what the animal was saying. And it really just helped me grow the business because I could intuitively help situations that pet owners were having with their animals. I feel like even though, of course, I can't prove it, I know what my dog is trying to tell me. So, you know, it must be because our hearts and minds are connected in a way. One of the things with animals, and that's animals across all species, is they, um, they communicate using telepathy. And that's why the, you know, your cat and your dog can communicate so well. Uh, and you know, t- telepathy is the transference of pictures, thoughts, and words. So every time you say something, you, your mind is sending an image and that's how the animal understands what's going on. And as you open your mind up to seeing these things, your mind translates, what's the image that the animal is sending to us? 
And that's how we can communicate with them. Fascinating. But there are those times, like Jen said, when, you know, we can have that gut feeling and we can know in our heart what is true, but then our mind kicks in and says, yeah, but, or "Mm, are you sure you've got that right? Do you have any advice on how to handle that? Yes, I love journaling. So it's one of my key go-to tools. And because I'm, you know, this logical geek here, I do it bullet point stuff. So I'll write down a message I think I got in a dream, or I'll just write down that I saw a swan or, you know, somebody was talking about water and I just jot down notes. And then it's as if I've got a puzzle that I can put together from all of these little bits of information. And it constantly proves me right. Or I'll jot down, okay, I got this crazy thing to do a class, to make a phone call to somebody. And then I'll go back and it was the right thing. So, you know, just kind of keeping track of things, not in a big journal way, because I know that kind of intimidates people sometimes, but it's just quick little puzzle pieces that that can help you build the story. Yeah, yeah, I like that idea. Well, this has been an absolutely fascinating discussion so far, but uh, time is going quickly, so we need to move into the wrap-up round, Jen. Okay, so here are the wrap-up questions. What's the best piece of life or health advice you've ever received? To be true to myself, to really, really follow my own guidance and follow my own natural energy, you know, not to try and push through for things. You know, if I need a nap, I will take a nap. If I need to take a break in the middle of something mm-hmm. and go for a walk, I mean, I've got a dog, so we get out walking, <laughs> but Sometimes it's not the most, con- in my mind, the most convenient time. So, you know, it just, but I know that it's the right thing for me to do in that moment. That's a very good point that you brought that up, actually, because as part of Reclaim Your Health, we always say that self-care isn't selfish. And the core part of that is actually listening to ourselves. And just like you, if I need a nap, sorry, I need a nap. <laughs> you know, then everything's so much easier after that. I've got more energy. I'm in a better mood. I'm so much more productive. So it's, it's going with the flow of my own natural energy instead of allowing the monkey mind, like Genevieve said, to run the show, which takes longer. All right. Next question. What's a daily habit that has helped you reclaim your health? Communicating with my angels, you know, um, that's the divine aspect of myself. It's my link to God. They are um, God's messengers and really asking for support in each day. I like to pull an oracle card and just see, you know, the direction, uh, the energy for the day, what I can do to just, it's a faith thing for me that really helps me support my connection and reminds me that I'm not alone. That I'm that I'm I'm truly surrounded and, and divinely supported. Can you recommend a health resource or app that you love? Um, so I, it's not a gen. Well, actually, there's a couple of things I love tapping. So Nick Ortner is some is uh, somebody that I follow for EFT, and there are millions of tapping scripts out there. <laughs> You know, his sister does a lot with weight loss and there's a lot just to support depression, anxiety. Uh, he's just a, an amazing, amazing resource for people. Is that, is that something that you've used to help um, boost your intuition as well? 
Yes, um, I do what I call tap and rant. Um, so it's not necessarily guided by Nick, but I learned tapping. I love it as a resource and a way to move energy. And when I'm feeling stuck or I feel like, um, you know, my body's not moving the way that I want it to, there's a possibly, you know, an illness coming on, even if it's a cold, I tap and just freeform consciousness to get out of me what is blocking the energy and where I'm not in flow. Again, it comes back to awareness, which is pretty much what this conversation is about and actually slowing down enough to actually be aware of what's going on in, in our bodies and, and in the world and in our life. Yeah, yeah, it's very important. Well, this has been absolutely fascinating, Carolyn. Thank you so much. If you could give our listeners one final piece of advice, what would it be? Trust your heart, trust yourself. Absolutely. Trust yourself. Your, your heart, your soul is here. We are all unique. Every single individual in the world is unique. There's, it's, and we all have a gift. We all have a gift to share. And somebody is waiting for you, your gift and your brilliance out there. So please share it. It's just been so great to be with you here, Carolyn McGee. What's the best way for our listeners to contact you? If you have a, a gift or anything like that, um, that would be great. Okay, the best way is the, for them to go to my website, which is carolynmcgee.com. I have a what I call a soul clarity gift there. It is a three-part gift on helping you tap deeper into your own intuition. Uh, there is a meditation. There's an intuition checklist and um a 17 prompt journaling exercise to just kind of help open up your awareness on your intuition. And uh, there is a link on the page and I'd love to stay connected with everyone. Thanks so much, Carolyn McGee. This has been such a fantastic interview and we always hold a space for our listeners to reclaim their own health. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Reclaim Your Health. Listen in to our past shows at reclaimyourhealth.us and connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash reclaimyourhealthpodcast. Want to learn more? Download our simple steps to essential self-care at reclaimyourhealth.us slash free gifts. <laughs>